Welcome to Why the Long Face, two old friends lifting the lid on mental health over a beer with author and psychiatrist Paul Keedwell and business consultant and so-called comedian Ollie Turnbull. Hello everybody and welcome to Why the Long Face uh, with me, Oliver Turnbull, and as ever, Dr. Paul Keedwell. Um, hello, Paul. Hello there. And as you know, uh, season four is all about, uh, well, I don't want to call it an experiment because it makes Ash sound like a bit of a lab rat. But <laughs> I it's like a, experiment. <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a, a, a deep dive into Ash's state of mind when he went through, um, I suppose you've got to call it an episode, and it's a sort of Ash's gift to the world, if you like, to um, see you know, what happens with somebody when they go through one of these problems and maybe to help people and to realize you know to to sort of unpick some of the mystique and normalize if you like that this can happen to the most normal of people because in many ways ash is just a a normal guy so as we've said a few times and kudos to you for sharing um this material with us it's fascinating um last week we had a, a a clip of you with your life coach pete and um you know you were the old ash you had a lot on your plate um uh paul there was you know no real signs that anything was going wrong and i think that's probably the reason that you've um used that uh tape as a sort of introduction yeah. but now we sort of move on a little bit um it's a few months later i think it's about four or five months later and maybe things aren't quite um as um comfortable in your mind as they as they could be um paul anything you want to add before we play the tape no, I think that's that's great introduction. All let's let's have a listen in now to the the latest audio note. Hi, I'm Ashley. For the last twelve years, I've said I used to have bipolar. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm life coach. Ash, I'm your coach, and we're skipping forward now four months in episode two from August last one into December. And what's happened in the last four months for you? So yeah, after that first audio note end of August, I threw myself into this this startup. So whereas uh, Doorstep Gardener, as it had now become, had started as a delivery business, the vision that I and the team I started building together were working towards was using technology to personalize a garden to your style and space. So using a psychometric test combined with some use of artificial intelligence to predict and create a collection of plants that we deliver to you which is very exciting. Um, so in this four months, I'd really pushed on that. I'd got onto an artificial intelligence accelerator that I did remotely that was in Stockholm and built the first bit of this technology and it worked. We got onto a virgin startup accelerator incubator thing and working with my wife, we worked out the proposition and we did lots of research. I started to build uh, a team, some interns and also friends who came in to help on figuring out the brand and everything else. So there's a lot of audio notes in this four months that are me just keeping track of all of this because mm. it's a lot of learning. It's very exciting, really enjoyable, obviously not getting paid anything, which uh, <laughs> is the challenge of startups, which builds some insecurity. But at this time, I'm looking ahead. When I was putting together these audio notes, because there's quite a lot of them, <laughs> I was going to jump straight from the first episode clip, which is seven months before the crash, to what started happening that caused the beginning of this high. And when I was going back through, I discovered this note from the end of December, which surprised me, really, because it's indicative of the fact that I'm having a bit of a lull on the way. 
I would have always thought before that that a high just becomes before a low, and it's that simple. But I think this this shows otherwise. I've had a few days over Christmas where I've sort of switched off, but not that kind of good switching off feeling. Not that active kind of. I need a break. Oh, great, isn't it? Great to have a break. Just just actually needing to sort of disconnect and being a bit disengaged, which always makes me a little fearful, to be honest, in terms of my bipolar, especially as I forgot my meds, so I haven't been taking them for a few days, but then logically, I guess I've just balanced out and not been worried or anxious about that, so I haven't been anxious, um, I've just been switched off, and it has all been a bit intense, and also Christmas can be a bit intense in terms of socialising, right? So um, it's not like going on a summer holiday where you can lie on a sunbed. <clears throat> um, it, it requires quite a lot of you, so I think there is nothing wrong with that. Um, but I've woken up this morning with my brain starting to want to work again for my sins just thinking through things to be done. Um, there's a little underriding thing that keeps popping up um, around believing in myself and my ability to bring this investment in. I think it's because I've never done it before and there's so much uncertainty in it. And now as we go into January, these things start to cross over. So I'm going to be delayed on developing if I don't have the money in place but realistically I've got a few weeks of work to do with Shebin uh, before we can get going anyway and that doesn't cost anything there's work I can be doing with Laura there's work I can be doing with Claire there's loads of stuff that I can still be moving forward with without money in the bank so so Ash the main thing that stands out to me is a distinct difference in your energy or at least what I perceive to be your energy um is it the four months difference? Is it the fact it was nine in the morning when you recorded this? <laughs> I think I'm just in bed. And it's Christmas, <laughs> right? I'm in my parents-in-law's house. It's a busy house. I'm probably keeping my voice down. Right. Um, my main observation, hopefully everyone will hear from going through these, is there's not a huge difference between a very low state and a higher state mm. in terms of how I sound. I used to think when I was really low in my 20s that you could see it that people could see it because I felt it so strongly and then I realised I was looking back at some photos and I was like you can't I can sort of think I can I might have been questioning myself but externally it wasn't apparent to people so yeah I think you could read too much into <laughs> right, we wake up, we're early in the morning, we're a bit quieter, a bit calmer. Um, we're later in the day, we're kind of a bit excited because we've just done some sport. So, yeah, no, this is just I'm in bed. Right. <laughs> right. Waking up. <laughs> so, you talked a little bit about, you know, a couple of things I see related here, which is disconnect, disengaged, and fear. What do you, how would you sort of summarize where you're at in that December with those things? Yeah, I think things are catching up with me. Um, I've made decisions. I mean, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about how exciting it was. Christmas is a kind of natural stopping point, right? 
everything closes, yep. you're at home, you're with your parents-in-law, much as I love them. It can be a bit stressful because everyone's got expectations. And so I think I've been going at a speed, but not too high or anything, just a lot going on. And I'm just trying to process a bit at this time. And I'm just a bit disengaged. It's interesting that I say, you know, a bit switched off, but not good switched off. And I think that is maybe comes on to the word fear because I've been on holidays before where I'm like, God, I needed this holiday. And it's just, it's just glorious being able to stop. You're like, oh, I just need this break. But I think in here it's the actual stopping that's making me realize, hold on a minute. Um, I'm going after this investment. Time's starting to compress a bit because there was a tax incentive I was going after and it hadn't happened yet. And if I hadn't got that money in by mid-January, I wasn't going to be able to build what I was talking about. So there's a bit of stress in there, but I haven't quite got into the headspace of the implications yet, but I think I'm aware of it. And so, again, could I have stopped myself here in some way? Or could this have been picked up on? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, from you and I talking, it fascinates me that you and I were talking and this episode still happened. So it's not that um, by being fully aware, you can stop these things from happening. So then do you limit your life so you don't have the risk of having a high and a low? I tried that in my 20s for a year. I signed on the dole. I got a housing benefit. So I had a flat. I went back to study at night school. All calm, right? got night school I got a place to live I got a roof over my head and I didn't do anything for like a year that I thought would in any way affect my mental health and it worked but it was incredibly boring so actually I'm listening to this and I'm aware we've been coaching together for six months and you still had a dip yeah and I'm, a, I'm a little nervous here going <laughs> like I'm on a podcast and and the coach didn't uh, I mean one of the interesting things of the coach right we don't rescue we actually call out drama triangles and patterns and but we don't rescue but yeah. it is interesting as i sit here going ah oh, could have i done more like you know so what's your thinking yeah i mean my reflection despite how challenging this has been is that at the end of the day this this last episode has been i believe a very positive thing in my life it surprised me that covid happened <clears throat> i got rid of my staff I closed my office that I'd had for five years. I sold all my kit and moved countries. I set up a startup. And through all of this, nothing. No dramatic emotion, no fear, no worry. Just moving ahead with positivity. And I've been doing that for nearly two years. And that's odd. That's odd not to have processed that more. And I think what's happened here is actually... I've used the words recalibration i've used it with honesty to not say depression to a lot of people you know because it wasn't actually that long a period so i realized i'd talked to a few people that hadn't heard from me and i'd say oh just you know a bit of burnout just been recalibrating um but, but honestly it has been that hmm. i think i had this two years of moving forward I paused. I decided I was going to focus my energy into this startup. We've heard on this audio that I'm kind of just realizing there's some implications here. Um, and it's been a journey. And we'll come on to it in future episodes. But the low was really 
challenging this time because the last time I had a low I was in my 20s I didn't really know what I was doing with myself I had no responsibilities I already said that one of the times I signed on the dole and I had a roof over my head so there was little to kind of worry about other than myself whereas now I've got a six-year-old I'm living in another country I'm being depended on financially and processing all of that was much more challenging but has been has been a, a really good thing so I, I look forward to exploring that on future episodes because I think depression is is often not viewed in that way right. how can it possibly be positive but I see it as positive and through working together with you now what's happening is really fascinating because I'm being able to take all of those learnings from having gone through this episode with more tools with the meditation and the breath work and working with you so I've got through it far quicker than I could have imagined and I'm coming out the back of it with a much clearer sense of who I am as a person and what I want from life Mm, so yeah (laughs) great yeah awesome what do you want in life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do i want to like i don't want a flat life yeah right i think that's one of the things with going back to when i was first diagnosed it's this assumption that there are highs and lows and those need to be controlled everyone in the whole planet has issues with their mental health you know grief sadness extremes of joy we're all dealing with stuff going on in our brains and so I want to live a life which has excitement. There's a poster on the wall in our kitchen, Helen Keller quote, life without an adventure is nothing. I can't remember the phrase. It's something like that. <laughs> Leading an adventurous life is what it's all about. And I, I really believe strongly that, that everyone should be open to that and shouldn't feel limited by any health condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the things I've come across as a constant theme is that it's about being able to process our emotions as they happen, you know, to be able to let them move through with agency and ownership. Yeah, yeah which is maybe in, in the, the throngs or the throw of a, a high where you're out of control. Right. That becomes more challenging. Yep, yep. Which yeah. I'm sure we'll come on to. And is it fair to say then when you're in a dip that then you sort of get a bit more stuck in the emotion rather than letting it move through? Yeah, I mean, I was saying to you today that recently, just very recently, I've got, got a little bit tired of the navel gazing. Mm. So the low is exhausting. Yeah. Because physically you are not functioning. And externally, it looks like you're lazy or that you can't do things and you're always falling asleep. But internally in the head, it's just constant spinning thoughts, trying to process what's going on, feeling probably pretty crap about yourselves, trying to fix stuff, even though what I realize now is the only thing you can do in that state is just keep calm. I learned that when I was younger with this neuroscientist, Liz Miller. The thing you should be aiming for, whether you're high or low, is a calm state. And to sit with that and not to try and fix things, just just give it time, eat well, exercise, you know, the usual things everyone always says, yeah. which I know are so hard to hear when you're in a low place. And then when you're getting back to things, start tackling, what am I going to do next? Whereas for me, I couldn't help myself diving into those thoughts, but now I've been able to fuel them into some positive next steps. Uh, wow. Okay. So that's um, a slightly... A slightly different tone 
again, Ash is Ash. He's still our mate, and there's you know mm. nothing's really changed. But um, we're talking about uh, medication um, a little bit now, and uh, and uh, it feels like the brain is is correcting after a period of hard work, which is not Ash's words, but but how it feels. Mm. And there's a lot more introspection, I think, um, from from my perspective, Paul. I don't know as a clinician. What, what what do you read from what Ash is saying to Pete? Um, I'm I'm reading that there's some disappointment, I suppose, um, insofar as you, you closed down one company, started another, and then the, the the next company as well perhaps didn't have the longevity that you wanted. Um, there's some anxiety creeping in, isn't there, about your future? Um, some perhaps some self-doubt um and i think you 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 know you're you're being very brave aren't you you're sort of um stepping into the unknown a bit Mm -hmm. and you're but you're wanting to be ambitious you're wanting to make a success of something um and and it's the first time you mentioned Liz Miller as well, which is, which is, I could talk uh, quite a bit about her, but she was someone, she wrote a book uh, called Mind Mapping in 2009, I think it was, Mo- some time mood ago mapping. anyway. Mood, mood mapping. mapping. Yeah. And, 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 because um, she famously suffered from bipolar disorder or suffers from, and, but uh, was sectioned, wasn't she, on a number of occasions mm. and admitted to hospital and it was quite severe. Um, and she she wrote this book, which is essentially, I think, um, helping people to map their moods, but with energy on one axis and how you feel on another axis. Yep. Because they can be, you know, you can actually feel energised, but not feel right in yourself. Or you can feel right in yourself, but not energised. The two things can vary independently of things. And perhaps that's relevant to this little segment. What, what do you think, Ash? Yeah, I mean, Liz was very, very significant to me in my 20s. She um, hosted meetups in her house with like four or five of us to kind of talk through these things. And her idea of um, that you've got an active state, a calm state, a high state and a low state, where I got to in my 20s, and I think it was instrumental in me getting on top of not having issues with my mental health was this calm state whether you're high or you're low it's about getting to a calm state and so now at yes. sort of 40 years old 42 years old doing meditation and breath work and body scan all this stuff are all tools to get into a calm state and I think you can hear that in these audio notes even though here there's anxieties creeping in there's some stress I'm still getting calm in that moment um so yeah Liz was um and her her ideas uh yeah very instrumental and uh, and it also interests me at this point that I mean I said to both of you when I approached you I would have said at this point that I used to have bipolar and yet it's it's implicit to me that something is happening and and the worry triggers me to mention oh shit I haven't taken my medication for a few days because to be clear I have taken what I was advised to take every single day for the last well 20 I've never questioned taking medication, even though yeah. I basically in my head thought I don't have this anymore. I still carried on taking it. Um, I did yeah. reduce with yeah. my psychiatrist the dose significantly, but it interests me at this point that I, that I mentioned meds and I mentioned bipolar because I wasn't thinking about it more broadly, but in a reflective state I was. 
Yeah, and I'm kind of glad you did mention Mets because Liz Miller was particularly controversial insofar as she was suggesting that bipolar disorder, in her opinion, could be managed without medication. I mean, that maybe that was the route for her. And she had her own experience with psychiatry, which was not great. Mm. Um, we don't know, of course, how well that has turned out for her in the long run. But it, the point is that everybody's different. And I think, Ash, you've always, and I think this is right, you've, you've, you know, for most people, you've accepted that medication is part of the management of it. But the, you've, you've used other techniques as well to... Mm to enhance that because medications are not perfect are they um yeah. to be not necessarily sufficient I, i'm interested to know though when when you when did you reduce the dose drastically of the meds uh, not that i'm saying this is necessarily relevant to these episodes yeah no no but. i think i think it's interesting as a i mentioned medication on this coming up so um i this is going back to my 20s I managed to use various different approaches to get on top of my mental health but I was still unable to lead a productive life or an ambitious life as I saw it and so I think we talked at the time and I said where should I go for someone that can kind of tune the Ferrari right I don't just want to be like a a car that drives along I want to tune this and so I went to see Sue Thompson at the Priory and my question to her was you know based on research and evidence and she tweaked one of my medications and Mm. and then I worked with her over a number of years and in fact the reduction of the dose first of all of course there's what a clinician advises you to do with medication but also you do have a sense within yourself I felt heavy with the medication that I was taking and I take I think an eighth less Mm. than I took when I first started taking medication so that was a conversation Mm. uh, with my psychiatrist Um, and also uh, my wife came with me to an appointment because we realized that my emotional responsiveness was muted and we talked that's right remember yeah so that was a bit to do with the reduction as well so um yeah but there was there was more that there was a particular medication i think that was helpful for you wasn't there and maybe it was a combination used for some time but anyway it was it was resolved but but in any case there wasn't a drop in or change a drastic change in medication before the these this this uh series of episodes that we're dealing with in this podcast or, or was that yeah, uh, was that some time before no, no interestingly i've been on a completely steady and with transparency i've been on a completely steady um dose of my medication with, also with transparency missing occasionally days here or there or i'd go away for a weekend and realize i'd left my mm. you know stuff like that happening um mm. the only time i felt it necessary and a bit sort of scared and a bit like that I needed the medications more was when I crashed and I was like I was aware that one of the medications and I'm purposely not saying the names of the specific medications because I know everyone's different but one of them really helped stop me having dramatic lows and so my natural yes. um, inclin- inclination was I need more of these things because <laughs> I'm dropping and I yeah. don't want to drop anymore and that was sort of done out of fear but then I yeah. but literally in the mm-hmm. last you know, 10 years or five years maybe I haven't changed anything about the medication I take yeah yeah so um going going through this then um can you say I mean the, the, how were you feeling 
do you think at this time if you could describe the your feeling but also your energy levels so to use this kind of these two dimensions yeah well as i mentioned in the recording with pete i'd forgotten about this i remember that justine my wife said that i was a bit of a pain at christmas and that she wasn't very happy um i remember being a bit tired at the time and then throwing myself back into it in january um so I'm, I'm basing this on hearing myself rather than what I remember, if you know what I mean, because, as I say, mm. I don't remember mm. it as this. But when I hear myself talking there, I can... Yeah, I mean, you've said it. I can hear self-doubt coming in. I, I think I can hear this creeping sense of this might not work and how exposed does that leave me? Um, mm. But I think... Mm. I think... I know... What happened after this was I went away um, on holiday. Uh, I was aware of that during this recording, actually, because because of COVID, they were cancelling all the flights. And I was like, I really need, I knew I needed a holiday and I really didn't want to lose this ski holiday. I love to ski. Anyway, we managed to get out yeah. there and I, I threw myself into work. It was like I'd, I had a week of a holiday and then I, I, I stepped up the energy even further. So... Um, I quelled any form of self-doubt and motored ahead. Um, yeah, I wrapped it up, I guess, these feelings. Okay. I mean, sometimes these sorts of feelings are are motivating, aren't they? I mean, it's, mm. let's not, uh, let's not pathologise them sometimes. You know, a bit of, <laughs> um, uh, a bit of anxiety, a bit of stress... Um, uh, nervous anticipation can help us perform better mm. and drive us on so yeah. you know i i sort of i'm 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 loath to say oh look we can clearly see the signs here you know we can see the the cracks in the facade you know yeah. I, i'm 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 loath to do that really mm. you know at this stage i don't know what you yeah, think yeah i must oh. say i didn't yeah, no, I, I must say, I, I, I was similar. You, you can analyse too much, yes. can't you? Because we know what happens next, if you like. What mm. I'm finding absolutely fascinating is the way that both both uh, PM and Paul have a very nice bedside manner in the way that they're very in a very compassionate way, just probing away at you. Um, <laughs> Paul isn't trying to diagnose. Uh, Pete isn't trying to fix you. But they do seem to be coming from from different angles, uh, which I find really fascinating. And I find it very much in parallel with what you're saying about... Um, psychiatry which of course what Paul is um, which leads to medication in some instances and like we said in the podcast in in season one Paul medication works for some people and doesn't for others and so beware of anybody saying you the pill will fix you and also beware of anybody telling you medications will mess you up because neither are true it's 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 Mm. different for other people but this mixture of um this mixture of help that you this cocktail if you like actually that that you keep talking about from the psychiatric which is done in a very gentle way by dr paul uh to this sort of life coaching and i I like the way that pete sort of probes you with gentle questions have you considered this um and have you thought about that rather than trying to find solutions and then the other thing that i pick up very strongly from the tape is when you you, you, you talk about the, the, the fact that, um, again, it's not your words, I'm, I'm putting it in my words, but you are not your thoughts, you are not your emotions. Emotions are just a thing that happens to you and uh, and that isn't um, 
Mm. And that doesn't that doesn't define you. But it's it, it's interesting. I don't want to overanalyze. You're still you for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sort of quite looking forward to uh, what happens what happens next. <laughs> yeah, which is a, a great place to finish this particular episode, isn't it? And um, tune in next week to see what happens next. <laughs> oh wow! This is a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Uh, we, we maybe need the East Enders theme tune. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Ash, I don't want to. I think maybe you should do what you did last time. Just give us a little teaser of what might happen next time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the fact we're laughing about this, right? I just want to make one point, which is, you know, we all know that something's going to happen. I know that something's going to happen, and we're only. I'm only a few months after, and I'm able to laugh about it. Right. I think there's a bit of tragic comedy mm. in this. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, my hat's off to you. And don't take our, our lightness as, as taking this no, lightly. I, um, I, we know exactly the misery that's involved. No, and I, I know you important. don't. But it's important for people yeah. uh, to understand that we're not. this isn't a joke. Yes. Uh, but um, there is levity to be had. And it's a very good point you make, actually. It's also about not painting you as a victim, really. Exactly. You, you might have been a casualty of the illness for a while, you know. <laughs> but yes. you... You're a, you, you've come through it, you're a survivor. There were, were good and bad things about bipolar, you know, and I think that, that phrase, casualty rather than victim, yeah. is a Lisa Miller phrase, actually. I, I, I definitely feel that this experience has been a massive positive, and I think that's really important. Right. Like, we're all on a journey of learning about mm. ourselves, and if you have mm. a mental health condition, that's the same thing. It's not that these episodes are just things getting in the way of you living your life. They're they're part of your life and and i feel that having had this experience this time i uh yeah i understand myself better so in terms of what comes next just to give a, a tease um i think it's going to be uh, another gap of time and i think we we start to get more closely into what triggered the high so this is context mm-hmm. really these first two episodes the next one we step into okay this is 16 hour days every day getting up at seven in the morning unable to switch off um and Mm. how that escalates Mm. great uh summary (laughs) we'll see you next time gentlemen thank you thanks thank you see you for episode three bye for now